Good morning, everyone. It's good to see you, and it's good to be back in your congregation today. Uh, have a beautiful piano. I know God is really blessed, and I know Julie's proud of it, and I know y'all are too. It's really beautiful, <laughs> and uh, makes good music too. Uh, I know uh, we're all pretty much influenced, or at least some to some degree for a while by the environment we grow up in. And uh, I was raised uh, in a panhandle of Texas in a rural area, went to a small rural school. And uh, uh, the uh, agriculture and those things have always been a big part of my life. And I think that's probably one thing that really drew me to the cowboy church and uh, is that that uh, nostalgia and the things that, that they did and the people that went there. Uh, but I come, uh, big ranches and, and those kind of things has always been a, a kind of a nostalgia to me. And uh, so we're going to go through a few things this morning about Texas history. Our, the title of our message is Ownership, Legal Right of Possession. And we're going to start out this morning with human ownership, and we're going to mostly talk about cattle and horses, ownership of these and what designates the ownership that uh, that they have. And uh, I come across a book uh, as many years ago now, and it was called A Century of Cattle Brands of Texas, and uh, I was very impressed by it. It had... Uh, and it was written in 1936, which is about, what, 86 years ago. But many things in there are still the same today, some of the laws. And, and uh, it had a lot of different brands all in several different counties in the book and history on some of the, the bigger ranches. And very interesting to me. And I, I really thought a lot of the book. And, and uh, I put it in a safe place. Uh, and I started looking for it, and it's really safe because I couldn't find it. So I don't know if we lost it somewhere when we moved or what. But anyway, I couldn't find the book, but it's it's somewhere. But anyway, uh, and uh, we'll, we'll go through a few things here that on Texas brands uh, are brands basically um, in, in any state. And uh, some of the laws that, that are on brands... Uh, one thing, it must be recorded in the courthouse in which uh, county the livestock are pastured. So when we moved to Bowie County, out of Morris County, we had to register it in Bowie County on our horses. And uh, it used to cost $5, now it's $26 <laughs> for 13 years. And you also have to have the location on the animal, you know, right hip, left hip, right side. These are these are all qualifications for branding, and you have to uh, designate whether it's for equine or bovine. Uh, and if you want to register a brand for each one, it has to be separate. You have to pay twenty six separate, and you can't have the same brand in the same county if you put it on a different location on the animal. And uh, so. You may have to go through the brand books. Uh, if you have a brand you think somebody else might have, and uh, if they have it on the right hip, you put it on the left hip or something like that. Uh, so we still have cattle thieves today, 
Uh, and there are brain inspectors at each sale barn every week all across the country. There's a brain inspector there checking brands to see if uh, some of those cattle have been stolen because we're talking about possession, right, of possession. So uh, uh, you take a cow that's worth $1,500 and they get 20 cows out there, it's, some people is pretty tempted to go steal them. But if they have a brand, it makes them much easier to recover to the owner. But if there's no brand, uh, say like uh, Bobby and Peggy, they, they name their cows. They don't brand them, I don't think. so. But uh, that wouldn't work very good to say a barn because they, they wouldn't know their names. But anyway, uh, but uh, it does help trace stolen cattle back. Uh, uh, brands prevent cattle rustlers and uh, brands are designed in such a way that one cannot overwritten or create a new brand. So when you create a brand that you want, you want to try to create a brand that's hard to change uh, so that thieves can brand them and then turn them out till they get well and then, and then sell them. But if you have a brand that's, that's hard to, to uh, change by putting in extra, a, extra spaces there somewhere, uh, that's one thing you want to try to do. And uh, okay, how do you how do you read a brand? Uh, brands are there's all kinds of brands, very unique ones. And uh, uh, but if you're standing behind the animal, that animal's left side is your left side, and your right side is your right side. So if you move around, then it'll it'll be left hip or left side or wh- uh, whatever the case may be. And you read the brand from top to bottom, and from left to right. And uh, all this is in, in that book that explains all this, and it's really very interesting. Uh, and letters and numbers are usually in their simplest form. Uh, I don't know how else to say it. They're just simplest form. <laughs> uh, so, but that's, but these are, these are kind of, some are laws, and some are just kind of rules they go by, but there's no absolutes in in this this area. There's there's no absolutes. It, it it's even the laws can be changed. You know, so these are these are not God's laws. These are man's laws. So, uh, uh, Charles, do you have a uh, something? I, I put up a few brands. Uh, I want to kind of give y'all a test to see how good of a teacher I am. So, the simplest form of this brand is what? Straight lines. Speak up. Straight lines. <laughs> no. <laughs> Gee, I believe it's backwards elf. Backward elf. Okay, uh, brands, uh, there's nothing written in stone that uh, uh, it has to be tradition of what we kind of think. A brand basically can be uh, whatever the owner wants it to be or whatever he wants it to say. So this is uh, human ownership, human ownership. So, okay, Charles, the next one. Okay, what's this one? This is a, okay, this is a well-known brand, if you, especially if you're in... Uh, northwest Texas, a uh, Pitchfork Ranch at Guthrie, Texas, one of the oldest ranches in 
in in our state's history, and it, it's well known. But it's just just pitchfork. It's the next one. This one's this one's a little bit harder. Many of these brands, I I can't tell you what they are unless I read it or somebody tells me what it is. So anybody want to guess what this one is? Uh, actually, it's uh, no. Uh, actually, it's a mule shoe, mule shoe, and a lot of the brands are whatever the the owner wants them to be or what he wants them to say. It's not uh, in our Bible. We have so many really truths, but this is not real truths. This is uh, this is human. Okay, uh, next one. Seven up. Okay, that's a pretty easy one. Do they still make seven ups? I don't know. <laughs> okay, next. Okay, four sixes. Anybody have any knowledge of the four sixes ranch? Guthrie, Texas. Really big. Yeah, really big. Uh, one of the oldest ranches in the uh, in the country, and uh, it sold about three or four months ago. Uh, I think for three hundred and around three hundred and fifty million dollars. It was big, big ranch and uh, one of the oldest in the state. Okay, Charles. What about that one? That's close. It's close. What's on the roof? Just one. Rafter. That that would be called a rafter, rafter A. Okay, okay, Charles. Okay. Any guesses on this one? Uh, what? Two bar T. Yes, two bar T. So next one, Charles. Oh, that one looks the same, doesn't it? But it's not. What is that one? <laughs> it, that one actually is a, a curry comb. It, it's an old style of curry comb that has a handle and 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 a, so. Like I say, there's no absolutes in brands. It's basically what the owner wants it to be or what what they want to call it. So, and I, they both look exactly the same, but. But they're, you can register in different counties or different places on the animal, and it's all legal. Okay, Charles. What is it, Bonnie? Yeah, that's half moon. Half moon. <laughs> so, okay, the next one. Everybody should get this one. Ladder, okay. These are all actual brands that I took out of out of this book. Uh, so next, uh, what? Okay, uh, mashed o. Mashed, kind of like it. it looks kind of like a potato, doesn't it? But mashed o. That's the name of it. Next one, Charles. Rockin' R. Okay, that was pretty easy, isn't it? Next. Uh, 
bar C or bar G actually it's a bar G but a straight line in brands is always called a bar uh, okay next one this one huh uh, no this one is pretty hard <laughs> the uh, this one is uh, actually called quinsabi Quinsabi. I, I, I was going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, in, uh, boy, you like? Oh, yeah, B8. Okay, that one's pretty easy, but if, if you're actually in the cattle business or horses prime to brand, this would probably be one of the last brands I would use because when you put the heat on there, everywhere yeah. it comes together, it, it builds more heat when you press it to the animal, and you're going to come out with a lot of blobs on there where it burns all the hair off. So if I was going to pick a brand, that would definitely be one of the last ones I would pick. But anyway, it's, it's in there. Okay, Charles? Okay, that's uh, at Alpine, Texas. Uh, that's a big ranch down there, and this uh, ranch owner donated. I don't know if you've ever heard of Sol Ross University, but that's where it's at, and he donated much of the buildings, baseball field, and, and so his brand is on a lot of those buildings around there. He really helped the college out, and uh, so you see that brand all over the place down there. So, okay, Charles? Uh, what crawls on the ground? <laughs> Snake in the moon. Snake in the moon. So, okay. Some of them are very interesting. Okay, this is... Yeah, yeah. this is... Okay, it's a, it's a zero and not a... Not an O, so it, it is bar none. This is a brand that we use on our horses and cattle, bar none. Okay? Okay, what's this one? Bar O. Bar O, okay. You can tell this is a newer, a newer brand because back in 1936, they didn't use the... No walking, no, <laughs> no driving, but that's what it is. It's, they call it a bar none, you know, and basically you can call it whatever you want to. So, uh, uh, okay, thank you, Charles. Yeah, the thing is, uh, brands can be basically what the owner wants them wants to call them, and uh, but they do show ownership, whether they're on a cattle or a horse. Or, or whatever animal they show ownership uh, and uh, one of the cowboy terms is ride for the brand and it it means uh do do the best job you can and uh, a lot of cowboy churches uh, use this term uh, meaning be true to jesus and your church 
ride for the brand, Jesus Christ. So that's a term that's uh, really used a lot in the cowboy churches. Uh, so, but in branding, there are no absolutes. It basically uh, can be whatever the owner says it is. Uh, sometimes it don't make sense, but they can register it and, and uh, be on file, and it's whatever they say. Uh, recently, they had a, uh, a roping in uh, San Angelo, Texas, and uh, it came. They had women's breakaway roping, and uh, right before they started, it, they had twelve finalist ladies that were were in the final twelve, and uh, they announced that the lady that placed the highest uh, and had a chip in their horse's mouth, which this chip has identification, it has ownership, who owns it, uh, uh, the pedigree, the shots it's had, uh, address, and all those kind of things, so that if something happens, they can scan it and they can find the owner. Anyway, they were fixing to have the finals, and they announced... uh, uh, that whoever placed the highest, this chip manufacturer was going to uh, uh, give them a payout of $12,000. So uh, turns out there were 12 horses and six of them had chips. So uh, the other six didn't have chips, so they weren't eligible for the money. But anyway, the, the, the lady that got first place and got $5,000. Her horse didn't have a chip. lady that got second, uh, and I'm not sure what the payout on that was, probably about 3500 or something. But anyway, her horse had a chip, and uh, she got the $12,000. She won second. So what I'm trying to get across is that's pretty good advertisement. There's no telling how many horses around the country got chipped after they donated this money because uh, who's, who knows when they're going to do it again. So I, I would say be cautious of, of uh, incentive to get chips because uh, what are they going to use them for? You know, I know what they're going to use them for in horses, but chips and people will probably be used... Uh, to buy and sell at some time. I, I don't. I don't believe they're the mark of the beast, but they'll probably be an an implement of enforcing the mark of the beast. If you have if you have a chip or you don't have one, you may not be able to go through the Walmart line and they check your chip. And uh, if you don't have a chip, you won't check out, so you won't be able to buy anything. Anyway, uh, and uh, are any of you? Uh, familiar with the term maverick? Maverick. Okay. Basically, a maverick is a, a, a way. The story. <laughs> well, the way the story goes is uh, there was this family on an island in South Texas, and their name was Maverick, and they uh, uh, didn't brand their cattle because they were on an island. But every once in a while, the Tide would get low enough, some of the cattle would venture off and and go on to the mainland. mainland. And so uh, 
cowboys would see this this animal that wasn't branded, and they gave it the term maverick because it probably came from those people. So a maverick basically uh, got, you know, through tradition and all, uh, an unbranded animal that supposedly didn't belong to anybody became uh, known as a maverick. So... uh, Okay, let's uh, change gears a little bit here and uh, uh, remember that uh, we're talking about ownership, passages so ownership, a legal right of possession, a legal right of possession, ownership. So uh, we're going to look at some very negative uh, ownership passages Matthew seven sixteen nineteen and 20. 16 says, You will know them by their fruits. Do men gather grapes from thorn bushes or figs from thistles? Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. Therefore, by the fruits you will know them. Uh, those who fall in this category are carrying... Satan's brand by the re- rejection of Jesus Christ. Know them by their actions or their rejections by breaking God's Ten Commandments. We are not called to judge people, but God gave us a brain to discern what fruit a person is producing so we can question do we align with them or keep our distance from them and their negative influence. Uh, the the scriptures are, are pretty plain. Uh, you, you know you don't gather gather uh, uh, grapes from thorn bushes or from thistles. These are, are weeds, and uh, uh, you can't you can't hardly harvest anything good for them. So you know they're a negative thing. And every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. And that's giving testimony, I think, later on that uh, uh, the lost people will, will be thrown into the fire. Uh, so we have good fruit and bear fruit, and we have to keep in mind what direction our lives are headed and what, what we're doing. Are we producing good fruit or bad fruit? Uh, and it says, therefore, by their fruits you will know them. And uh, sometimes it's pretty easy to I mean, we're not supposed to judge people, but sometimes it's pretty easy to tell which side of the fence somebody's on. And uh, we always want to be producing good fruit, be a good witness when we're out there in the world or in the church, be a good witness uh, for the Lord Jesus Christ. And uh, Okay, let's look at uh, James 4.4. 4. Adulterers and adulteresses, do you not know that the friendship of the world is enmity with God? Whoever therefore wants to be a friend of the world makes himself an enemy of God. No one can ride the fence and then jump off to the left or the right. He's always in one camp or the other. You know, it's a you're either uh, the Bible says you're either for me or against me. You can't. I, and I think I believe a lot of people think they're riding the fence. You know that they could go either way. But uh, if you was to die today, 
you're on the wrong side of the fence, that's that's where you're going to be. You know, uh, you're not going to be able to change. Uh, a friend of the world is an enemy of God. No man can serve two masters. Luke sixteen thirteen. No no servant can serve two masters. For either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will be loyal to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and Mammon. We've got we've got to uh, got to choose which side of the fence we're going to be on: God's side or Satan's side. First Corinthians six nine through ten. Do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived. Neither fornicators, nor adulterers, or, or adulterers, nor homosexuals, nor sodomites, nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor revealers, nor extortioners will inherit the kingdom of God. That's a pretty long list, isn't it, of uh, things that... God says, don't be a part of, don't make it a part of your life. Uh, it, it seems like, uh, I, I watch the news every once in a while, and they have, uh, seems like almost every big city and, and a, lot, a lot of towns, even in DeKalb, I know we have at least one homeless person there, but uh, you see a lot of homeless people uh, in such dire distress and need. They, they're out there on the street. Most of them are doing drugs. They have no, no hope. They have no direction in their lives. Uh, basically, Satan's got them. He's got them. You know, that's, that's what he wants. He don't want us to prosper he don't want us to spread the gospel and uh, these people are sad in their in the state they're in and uh, a lot of them you can't you can't even try to help them they don't want help they're where they want to be but it it's actually gotten so bad that uh mexico which i always thought you know was almost a third country maybe not that bad but you know, not up to us, but they've started making films uh, of our homeless people and how they live and how bad the situation is, showing it to their public, to their people, trying to encourage them not to use drugs. So does that tell you kind of how far our, our nation is sliding down the <laughs> down the hill when uh, basically uh, Mexico, which uh, I know they push a lot of drugs up here, but maybe they don't use a lot. I, I, I'm not really sure. But it tells us that our, our state of health is not good when we have these, these countries filming us in our bad situation and using it to try to prompt their people not to get into this situation. Uh, okay. Warning of sin and death. But uh, this is the fruit. But the cowardly, unbelieving, abdominal, murderers, sexual immoral, uh, sorcerers, idolaters, and all liars have their part in the lake which burns with fire and brimstone, which is a second death. The Bible is quite clear that 
if you're in Satan's camp and uh, uh, there's a judgment coming that uh, you you will be a part of, and it will be you will be burned up, and it'll be basically as if if you never existed. If that's if that's a life you choose, uh, all who die are in the grave have met their fate. There's no second chance after death. It's absolute. There's no purgatory. Uh, Bible's clear. Uh, if the Bible has many verses to point out behavior that is contrary to the teaching of morals, we all have to stay focused on Jesus and not fall into Satan's uh, traps. The mark of the beast. We've all heard that, haven't we? Revelation 14, 9, 10, and 11 says, Then a third angel followed them, saying with a loud voice, If anyone worships the beast in his image and receives his mark on his forehead or on his hand, he himself shall drink of the wine of the wrath of God, which is poured out full strength into the cup of indignation. He shall be tormented with fire and brimstone in the presence of the holy angels and the presence of the Lamb and the smoke of the torment of sins forever and ever. And they have no rest day or night who worship the beast and his image, whoever receives the mark of his name. Pretty strong language, isn't it? Pretty up front. Uh, let me read a, a quote from Ellen White's writings, page 293 and 294. It, uh, it went along with our lesson in uh, this morning. Uh, it says, But fire from God out of heaven is rained upon them, and the great men, the mighty men, the noble, the poor, and miserable are all consumed together. I saw that some were quickly destroyed, while others suffered longer. They will be punished according to the deeds done in the body. Some were many days consuming, and as long as there was a portion of them unconsumed, all the sense of suffering remained. Said the angel, the worm, the worm of life shall not die. Their fire shall not be quenched as long as there is at least particle of it to prey upon. So, pretty, pretty hard stuff, isn't it? And that's a, you know, we know that the the Bible is true. The Bible means what it says. It says what it means, and we need to take. Uh, at this day and time, especially things very serious, and I don't believe anybody's got the mark right now. That's uh, not far away, I don't think. But the mark, basically, I think is going to be Sunday worship. Choose who you worship, either God and the Sabbath, or Satan in the Catholic Church on Sunday. So. I believe that when you choose one of those two, you will receive the mark or you won't receive it. Uh, okay. Okay. Now the good stuff. <laughs> Have a, probably, if you've read many books, you probably uh, went through maybe part of a book and it just seemed like everything is so bad. This just can't turn out good, you know. So what do you do? Thumb back to the back. Read the back of it. I and it turns out okay. To me, that's a book of Revelation. 
you get, you know, it's uh, so many seem like bad things are happening and so many judgments, so many things. It, it, it just this can't turn out good. But you turn to the back and it turns out great, doesn't it? It turns out great. If you're a born believer in Jesus Christ, it couldn't turn out any better. <laughs> so, uh, but let's look at Jesus' brand for a, a few moments. And Revelation 22.4 says, They shall see His face, and His name shall be on their foreheads. Uh, so, if you are a child of Jesus Christ, He's going to have His name on your forehead. And uh, you'll be saved by faith and not by works. Uh, which is there's no no hand and no no hand and no forehead because uh, you're not saved by works you're saved by faith so you don't need the hand. Revelation fourteen seven says, saying with a loud voice, "Fear God and give glory to Him, for the hour of His judgment has come, and worship Him who has made heaven and earth, the sea and the springs of water." Worship Jesus, the Creator, and keep all Ten Commandments, uh, and we won't have to suffer the last day's plagues. We'll spend eternity in heaven. Bible's Bible's pretty clear on all these. Uh, 14.1 says, Then I, I looked, and, and behold, a lamb standing on Mount Zion was him, 144,000, having his Father's name, written on their foreheads. I just wonder what it would be like to be one of those 144,000 that are, are saved and, and uh, uh, going to spread the gospel of Jesus Christ. So, uh, victory is for those who, who deny the snares of Satan and they get to spend eternity in heaven worshiping Jesus Christ. Uh, all people have to make a choice. God doesn't have grandchildren. Because I'm saved doesn't mean my children or my grandchildren are saved. He only has children. Each person old enough to make a decision has to make that decision. Uh, John ten twenty seven. 28 says, My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. And I give them eternal life, and they shall never perish. Neither shall anyone snatch them out of my hand. Amen and amen. I encourage each one of you today to choose who you will follow, which master, whose camp you will be in. And uh, also, uh, I, I, I feel like all of you already are doing it, but we need, we need to talk to our loved ones, to our friends, and uh, pray for them and help them to understand that, that uh, what the situation is, that the Bible is true, God means what He says, uh, that uh, you're, even if you die today, you, your fate is sealed. If you die today, your fate is sealed. If you're not a uh, born-again believer in Jesus Christ, you will not see the kingdom of God. So 
need to get that straightened out today if you're not or your friends. When, uh, and I know kinfolk sometimes are the hardest ones to talk to, you know, because they know us. They know we're not perfect, you know. So uh, but anyway, uh, I just pray if, if uh, you're not in the camp of Jesus Christ that you'll make that decision today. Thank you. Dear Lord, we do thank you for this message, Lord, and we pray each one will take it to their heart, Lord. If they are not saved, they will make a decision today, Lord. And we thank you for so many blessings you've sent our way, and we thank you that here in the Christmas season, Lord, we can praise the newborn King as our Savior. Forgive us where we fail, in Jesus' name, amen.